All right. <clears throat> so tonight, uh, I'm going to talk about nutrition for our eyes and how that will affect us. So a fact, good nutrition is essential for eye health. No surprise there. Good nutrition really helps benefit all of our body processes. The eyes are highly metabolic organs. So this just means simply that our eyes require a lot of oxygen and glucose to run properly. So our blood sugar control is going to directly affect how our eyes are functioning. So just to kind of go right into some foods that are going to benefit us nutritionally, the first one is deep green vegetables and bright fruits. So this is something you kind of have always heard, you know, eat different colors of fruits and vegetables, try to get those throughout the day. Um, the first thing, it's called zeaxanthin and lutein. These are pigments that are naturally found in our retinas, in our eyes, and they're also found in brightly colored fruits and vegetables. So we can see how those two things would link. The zeaxanthin is found in bok choy, which I looked up. It's a Chinese lettuce leaf, cabbage leaf type, kale, collard greens, <coughs> spinach, and orange, pep orange peppers. And that's not an exclusive list, but this is just some of the pretty common things that I thought most people would enjoy eating. The great thing about this is that if we eat these dark green vegetables and bright fruits, they're going to help our eye nutrition. But also, if you look at this list of foods, these are items that have no carbohydrates in them. So if you have some orange peppers as a snack during the summer from your garden, or if you have spinach with your evening meal, these are things that will not raise your blood sugars because they have no carbs, but they're going to benefit our eye health. The next one is lutein. So these are found in some more common things that we probably have um, in our diet on a day-to-day -day basis. Corn, kiwi, grapes. Uh, the grapes can be green or purple. And squash. So these things would also benefit our eye health. But as we all know, these things do contain carbohydrates. So a half a cup of corn would be one carb choice. Uh, kiwi, same thing, half a cup of kiwi would be one carb choice. About 15 grapes would be one carb choice. And about a half a cup to a cup of squash. Squash is kind of a little lower carbohydrate. So these are things that once again would benefit our eye health. We would just need to count them as carb choices in our diet. So carrots, like I said before, carrots is kind of those things. Um, you know, who's, who's heard that carrots are good for our eyes? Raise your hand. Pretty much everybody. Carrots is kind of the poster child for eye health when it comes to food being linked to eye health and eye um, diseases and things like that. So they were right. Carrots contain beta carotene. Uh, it's good for our eyesight, but it also is beneficial in helping prevent age-related eye disease. So whether a person is diabetic or not, the beta carotene is going to be very beneficial to prevent uh, just kind of the wear and tear that our eyes would get over the years. This one was a new one to me, omega-3 uh, fatty acids. I think that's also something that's becoming more popular. We're hearing a lot more about the research um, about omega-3 fatty acids. So it's important for dry eyes. There's some individuals that have tear deficiency syndrome, and this is for diabetic or non-diabetic patients. Um, they just have dry eyes, and it happens when the body doesn't produce enough tears or good quality tears. 
So many people that have the dry eye syndrome have also had a deficiency in the lipid or um, the fatty acid omega-3. So omega-3 fatty acids are found most commonly in fish and then also some of our lean meat products. So also we, we always hear a huge link between omega-3 fatty acids and good lipid and cholesterol levels. So it's kind of a double, double thing. We can improve our cholesterol and lipid levels, but also inc increase um, our eye health. So a double thing there. Flaxseed. Flaxseed is an example of a good source for omega-3 fatty acid. Flaxseeds you could sprinkle on your salads, you could sprinkle on yogurts, things like that. So it's kind of a nutty flavor. Uh, it must, however, be the whole seed or whole ground seeds. So sometimes you will see a uh, flaxseed that is the seed, the outside of it's taken off and it's losing all its nutritional value. Kind of when we talk about a whole wheat, wheat bread versus just a wheat bread, we want to make sure that that ingredient is whole to get the true benefits of the nutrition. So flaxseed is another great source of omega-3 that we can increase our eye health. And then chai seeds is a good source too. Um, so vitamin C. I think this is probably one of the most common vitamins that we hear about as far as making us feel better. You know, they say if you have a cold, have some vitamin C to prevent that. If you are feeling a little tired, have some vitamin C to feel a little bit better. It, it gets a lot of press, <laughs> but recent studies are also showing that vitamin C might be beneficial for glaucoma. And we're going to talk about that a little bit um, as far as uh, eye disease glaucoma. Vitamin C is water soluble, so it's difficult to get too much. So if you're worried that you had an orange for breakfast and you want an orange for your evening meal, don't worry about that. You cannot get too much vitamin C. Uh, our goal is to try to get 500 to 1,000 milligrams per day of vitamin C. Now, our source of vitamin C, we want to make sure that we're eating that orange instead of just drinking a half a cup of orange juice. Because I don't know how you guys feel about it, but when you eat an orange, you kind of feel a little bit more full, right? You, you feel like you've ate something, has a little bit more substance, uh, it, and then it's one carb choice versus if you have just a little shot of orange juice, you know, you, you kind of feel like you're gypped a little. You didn't really get much to eat. So just trying to eat the source, uh, the whole natural fresh source of that. So eye complications. We're going to kind of talk a little bit about the eye complications. Uh, I think it's pretty common that when you hear uh, that someone has diabetes, one of those things that, that you hear about is, oh, well, that person has diabetes, now they're going to be blind. Uh, there is a, a link between diabetes and eye disorders, but just because you have a diagnosis of diabetes does not mean you're going to be blind. It's, it's just one of those risk factors we want to prevent the complications for. People with diabetes do have a higher risk of blindness than people without but many people with diabetes have nothing more than minor eye disorders that could be genetic. The first eye disorder is glaucoma. So people with diabetes are 40% more likely to suffer from glaucoma, and glaucoma occurs when pressure builds up in the eye, and then the pressure pinches the blood vessels. Now, when it pinches the blood vessels, it, well, the blood vessels are in the back of our eyes, and that's what carries our blood to our retina and our optic nerve. And if we have too much pressure on those blood vessels, 
eventually it affects that optic nerve behind our eye and then that is when our vision is gradually lost. It's because of the retina and the nerve damage behind there. Some treatments for glaucoma. So there's some drugs, some oral drugs that can be used to reduce the pressure in the eye. And there also are some sur surgical interventions that can help reduce the pressure from the glaucoma. The next eye disease is cataracts. People with diabetes are 60% more likely to develop this condition and they are at a risk to develop the cataracts at a younger age and progress a little bit quicker than someone without diabetes. The difference between glaucoma and cataracts, glaucoma really affects our blood vessels in the back of our eye because of pressure. Cataracts is from when the eye's lens, which is in the front of our eye, becomes cloudy and blocks light. So treatments for cataracts, for mild cataracts, individuals may just need to wear sunglasses more often and use glare control lenses and glasses. So if you ever see anybody with yellow tinted glasses or more like the transitional lenses, it might be someone that just doesn't want to carry around prescription eyeglasses and prescription sunglasses, or it might be an individual with cataracts that's having just a slight tint in their lenses to help them treat the, the mild form of cataracts. Uh, for cataracts that do greatly interfere an individual's um, vision, the, usually the lens of the eye is removed in a surgical procedure, and then also sometimes a patient will get a transplanted lens for their eye. The next eye disease is diabetic retinopathy. So with our blood glucose control, that can affect our nerves, and there are some nerves, like we talked about, the optic nerve in our eye that we have to be aware of and try to keep healthy. Diabetic retinopathy is for all disorders of the retina caused by diabetes, and there's two main types, the non-proliferative and the proliferative. The non-proliferative moves through three stages as more and more of the blood vessels are, become blocked. Uh, the most common form of retinopathy where, uh, is where capillaries in the back of the eye balloon and form pouches. So this might be someone that has like floaters. If you ever hear anybody that looks, looks at like a white board or a white wall or a white piece of paper and they see little black floaters, it's because um, their eye blood vessels have kind of, you know, become a little bit uh, expanded or, you know, blown up a little bit and it's kind of blocking their vision. The proliferative is a more serious form. That is when the blood vessels are so damaged that they're closed off. So these individuals are definitely going to see huge black splotches in their vision versus floaters. Um, for instance, I shared earlier, like, I don't have diabetes, but I don't have the greatest eyes, and I have little floaters in my eyes. And it's just because my doctor told me I can see the reflection off of those blood vessels in the back of my eyes. So when I look at the white wall, I see little black floaters sometimes. Sometimes I don't even pay attention to them. Sometimes I can see them. But um, it's, it's just a genetic eye disease. Uh, basically, those blood vessels have just been damaged just a little bit and then closed off. In response, our eyes grow new blood vessels. So we're born with so many blood vessels that can, are connected to our retina of our eye. When those are damaged and closed off, our body's response is to create new blood vessels. Unfortunately, those new blood vessels that are going into our retina are weak, and so they actually leak blood and block our vision, and that's where that individual will get the big floaters. The new blood vessels 
can also cause some scar tissue to grow. Um, and in more extreme serious cases, if the scar tissue would shrink and distort the retina, it could kind of move the retina out of place, and that's where you would see some retinal detachment from the eye. So the treatments, photocoagulation. This is when the eye care professional surgeon will make tiny little burns on the retina with a special laser. The burns seal the blood vessels and stop them from growing and leaking. So this is preventing it. If you have those old blood vessels that are already damaged and you can still see, you don't really want those new blood vessels to start growing and popping and, and spilling blood in that eye and blocking your vision. So they'll just seal off those new blood vessels and you'll just have your vision as is. Uh, side effects from that surgery would just be several days of blurred vision after treatment and possible loss of uh, peripheral vision. Very rare though. When the retina has already become detached or there's a lot of blood that leaks into the eye, uh, this surgery really isn't helpful. So um, also, uh, Stacy and I went to a diabetes conference just this last Saturday and we had a great speaker. He was an eye doctor and uh, he talked about how this, you know, they're doing surgeries to help prevent complications and things like that and injections in the eyes for people that have some eye diseases and, and those things are just really coming along. He said three years ago they did 700 injections into the eye for eye disease disorders and most of those were performed in hospitals in the OR type settings. Three years later they've done millions of these procedures where they inject some medicine into the eye. So in three years they've gradually um, changed how they do the procedure but been able to treat so many more people. The biggest thing he really emphasized to us is that the, a lot of the symptoms with eye disorders you do not see. Um, he showed us a patient that had perfect 20-20 vision basically um, one month and then three months later he was almost completely blind and had he come in for his, his regular exams, they would have caught that. So the biggest thing to take home tonight is that with eye diseases, you have to go to your eye doctor every year. It's not like a fever where you start running a fever and then you know to take medicine. You just cannot know what's going on with your eyes until that eye doctor uh, professional really checks out your eyes. Um, so if you are diagnosed with diabetes and you want to know what puts me at risk for retinopathy? What's going to put me at risk to, to have damage to my optic nerve or things like that? Uh, several factors influence this, whether you uh, have good blood sugar control, um, and that was a huge thing for many, many disease complications for diabetes to prevent. Blood, blood pressure levels, excuse me, blood pressure levels. This one surprised me a little bit. I didn't realize how much the blood pressure affects our eyes. So it kind of made me think of, you know when you watch the old cartoons, the good ones where people got mad and their eyes popped out of their face because they were so mad and so frustrated. Um, it just made me really kind of think of that. So when we get mad, our blood pressure levels go up and it's affecting our eyes. So we want to make sure that we keep that blood pressure in control. Uh, another thing that ties in with diabetes is heart health. We want to really make sure that we're on top of our heart health and that goes along with having good blood pressure. So making sure that we're watching our sodium levels so we're not increasing our blood pressure. How long have you had diabetes? 
So obviously if you're diagnosed at 20 versus 60, you can have a higher risk of these complications because you've had the disease longer. Uh, just making sure that you're staying on top of that. And that's another reason why eye care professionals recommend, along with diabetes educators, that as soon as you are diagnosed with prediabetes or type 2 diabetes, that you immediately go see your eye doctor. Because a lot of times, diabetes goes undiagnosed for five to eight years. So you've already had that risk for five to eight years of having these complications. Um, and genes, sometimes, like I said, you just can't prevent eye disorders or eye disease. It just might be something you're genetically predisposed to. A um, little bit like I talked about before, the longer you've had your eyes, the more likely you are to develop the retinopathy. Almost everyone with type 1 diabetes will eventually develop some type of non-proliferative retinopathy. So remember that one was the not serious one. Type 1 diabetes, you're diagnosed at a very young age, so it makes sense that you would probably be exposed to these complications because you've had the disease um, for quite some time. And many, there's, most people will develop type, with type 2 diabetes will also get, get it. Uh, it's just one of those things that we really have to try to stay on top of the things that can cause the complications. The proliferative retinopathy, which is the serious form of optic nerve damage, it's, it's very rare. It's very far, uh, far less common. So when people say, oh, well, they have diabetes, they're probably going to be blind, that's really a very rare, rare complication. So once again, protecting your eyes. Do the best to keep your blood glucose in uh, check daily. Uh, keep your A1C in target range. Avoid extreme and frequent blood glucose highs and lows. So if an individual has a great A1C, but they're having a lot of high blood sugars and they're having a lot of extremely low blood sugars, that's actually putting them at risk for more complications. Uh, eat a healthy diet. Do aerobic exercise to improve vascular function. So anytime you're doing any aerobic exercise, it's increasing your oxygen and your blood flow, and your blood flow helps your nerves. That's, that's the most important part to take away from that. Uh, wear sunglasses to protect from UV exposure. Take a multivitamin. So a lot of those weird things we talked about, like the beta carotene, the zeaxanthin, the lutein, those are weird things. We might be getting those already from our fruits and vegetables, but if you look at a multivitamin, there's tons of weird little things that are in the ingredients for a multivitamin. They have shown with the studies I read that just taking that daily really helped protect our eyes. And last but not least, I know everybody's busy, 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 but it's really hard to not keep saying it over and over again, but the only way to diagnose these eye diseases and disorders and to prevent any eye complications, whether you are diabetic or not, is to make sure that you get an eye exam yearly. Early treatment is key and really helps prevent any of those complications. So, all right, any questions here in West Point for me?